You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, what's going on? DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook, you know, as a you know betting newbie because it's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors like myself, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention. If you're listening to this, uh, your team is in contention probably. Bet $1, and then if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. That time of year, that probably if you're a Kings fan, nervous time of year, or the first part of the nervous time of year. What's good, everybody? What's going on? How we all doing? Jason Jones. I write stuff for The Athletic. But more importantly, in this here setting, I am your host of the Ruler of the Court podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, where we talk basketball, where we talk hip-hop, we talk whatever else might come to mind. And try to have a you know, little lighthearted take on things. Because right now things can be so serious. And it's the off season. It doesn't need to be too serious right now. Let's take it easy. But as I was saying. It's that nervous time for Kings fans. Because it's the. It's right about that time for the NBA draft lottery. Yeah. Tuesday night. 
you know, by the end of Tuesday night, the Kings will know where their first round pick is. And the draft has been to be nice, to be blunt, to be honest, has been pretty bad to the Kings <laughs> over the uh, last 15 years of the uh, of being at the playoffs. I mean, they've had their hits and they've, they've had, they've had a couple of hits, but it's mainly been misses in the draft. And that's one way you stay out the playoffs for more than a decade because, uh, the Kings really for being a team that's been so bad, have not taken advantage of the NBA draft. So before we get into what's going on with, um, this coming draft, I just wanted to, this might be kind of mean, but revisit what the lottery has given the Kings since their last playoff appearance back in 2006. Uh, 2007, the lottery gave you Spencer Hawes. Mm, okay. I'm pretty sure you guys are all out there going, yeah, 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 for that one. In 2008, the lottery gave you Jason Thompson, who ends up playing the most games of any player in Sacramento history. You know, uh, starter most of his time in sack. Let me before I, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me finish that. And because it's all around solid dude, but not a franchise changer. But go back to Spencer. Spencer is now public enemy number one in Sacramento due to his outward and open support of the Kings' potential relocation to seattle many years ago not many less than 10 years but yeah years ago before you know back in 2012 13 and all that when all the seattle chatter was loud he made no bones about wanting to see the kings back there in part because he's from that area and wanted to play pro ball even though he was he like i said he wasn't on the kings at that time but he wanted to play pro games in that area so no one likes no one likes him anymore (laughs) Um, then in 2009 the lottery got you Tyreek Evans no he ends up winning rookie of the year but a lot of people now more so remember that as the fact that James Harden went before Tyreek and so the Kings didn't have a chance to get him but Steph some guy named Steph Curry was taken three picks later Tyreek was the fourth pick Steph was the seventh pick and I think we all know what Steph has done since so that's one thing people may not you know might go uh, 2010 DeMarcus Cousins, fifth overall pick. The last time the Kings drafted an All-Star. And the last All-Star from the Kings, DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, I forgot to touch, you know, uh, uh, Spencer Hawes was a 10th pick. Thompson was a 12th pick. You know, and like I said, you know, so let me uh, just make sure I didn't, I didn't know if I had mentioned that part. But, yeah. Uh, 2011, the Kings had the 7th pick, but they traded down uh, to 10. And uh, they drafted Bismack Biombo at seven, and in that trade, they ended up with Jimmer Fredette. And I don't need to tell you all how that went. Jimmer never panned out, and the best player from that class for the Kings actually was the 60th pick, the last pick in the draft, that being Isaiah Thomas, who was going to be an all-star in Boston, but not, you know. So actually, the Kings, in back-to-back years, drafted all-stars, but only one of them made an all-star team with the Kings. 20, 20, that was 2011, 2012. You guys are not going to like this at all. And I understand that. Uh, fifth overall pick, Thomas Robinson. 
Mm-hmm. Some guy named Damian Lillard went right after him. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to rub that in too much more. You know, Damian Lillard, Andre Drummond, Harrison Barnes, all guys who went after <laughs> Thomas Robinson. And if you remember, Thomas Robinson early on was thought to be a top two, top three type pick. And so when he was there at five, the Kings jumped at it in part because they were concerned about losing Jason Thompson, the 12th pick in the 2008 draft and free agency. And again, that goes back to what I spoke about last week. The problem with teams that are in the lottery drafting for position just, you know, and even the idea that you're worried about losing Jason Thompson, so you take a undersized power forward who doesn't who ends up getting traded during the season. Didn't even, didn't even finish the season with the Kings. So yeah, that didn't work out too well, obviously. And then we go to 2013. Seventh overall pick, Ben McLemore, another guy who was supposed to be a top three, top five pick that fell to them. Uh also known as the draft that Jeff Petrie helped run until the Kings had a GM. And Jeff Petrie's uh, recommendation for the new ownership that year was some uh, young guy who had played played over in Greece. But he was still young. He was raw. But you knew he, he showed a lot of potential. A guy named Giannis Anadokupo. You might have heard of him. Kings didn't take him. They took Ben McLemore. And yeah. 2014 eighth overall pick Nick Stauskas and Kings needed a point guard took a shooting guard so they didn't follow that rule but the problem was took a shooting guard who really wasn't all that much better than the one they had drafted the year before and Ben McLemore uh Nick's most significant contribution to the Kings actually somebody joked actually somebody joked with me one time who was on, a teammate that their draft pick the next year, he deserved credit because he played so bad. <laughs> he helped them move up. I was like, wow, that's really fucked up. But hey, you know, but yeah, Nick Stauskas didn't pan out much. Traded after a year. Blah. Yeah, the lottery, like I said, the lottery's been pretty terrible to the Kings. Um, probably his most significant contribution, though, the nickname Sauce Castile. Yeah. Probably the most thing he's probably think he's best remembered for in his time in Sacramento. Uh, 2015, Lottie Devot's first draft. Willie Cauley Stein, sixth overall. Uh, guys like the guy, some guy named Devin Booker was available. Kings passed on him because they drafted Aiden. You know, it's weird because the times when they should ignore position and take the best player available player, they don't. And times where they might want to consider that, uh, um, they still they still mess it up because they drafted Willie, uh, six overall in 2015, a center, after Demarcus Cousins had just made his what second All Star game? No, his first All Star game, first or second All Star game. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, he made an All Star game. Yeah, his first game actually, his first All Star game, and then they would go on to sign Costa Kufus. Yeah, bizarre, 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 bizarre. 2016, they had the eighth pick, and that was a draft. People kind of said it was a seven-player uh, draft, <laughs> and they took Marquise Chris and traded, packaged him in, in a deal to Phoenix that ended up getting them. Uh, 
What was the who do they draft? Oh yeah, you guys will love this name from the best from the past. That they turned that pick, the part of that deal, the thirteenth pick into Yorgos Papianas. Big Papa, Bam Bam, among the couple of nicknames he had with the Kings. Um didn't yeah, that was just bad. They cut him a year and a half. They cut him a year and a half into his career. So yeah, that's how great a pick that was. And what makes that memorable was Vlade telling us that he thought that Papianas could be an all star. And he was not a star in the NBA. Matter of fact, Probably his most memorable contribution or moment that I had of him as a player wasn't a career high or anything like that. It was a story you heard about him where he pretended to be sick to avoid going to the G League showcase. The King still sent his ass, but he really did not think he was a G League player. So he wanted no part of a G League showcase. He still had to go. Still hilarious, but still a hilarious story that Yorgos Papianis was like, I ain't, I ain't got time for your little G League stuff. I'm, I'm Papa. That's fine. Like I said, ended up getting cut a long later. Uh, 2017, De'Aaron Fox, fifth overall pick. And in case you forgot, the Kings actually were third. But due to that that trade that that trade swap in the the. Uh, uh, ill-fated 2015 salary dump deal with Philadelphia ended up fifth. They still ended up with uh, Fox. The problem was they had the tenth pick, and they could have taken a guy like you know Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo, John Collins. Had so many other options at ten. They traded to fifteen and twenty and turned that into Justin James. Not I'm sorry, not Justin James, Justin Jackson. And Harry Giles, two guys who aren't on the team anymore. Two guy, you know, two guys who are basically struggling to stay in the league at this point. So yeah, they fumbled the bag with that pick. But I did a whole pod on how they fucked that up. So hey, you can go back and check that one out. It's a couple of pods ago, where I explained why they really wasted a golden opportunity in 2017 to get a, a great player to go with Fox. Okay, to go to 2018. We all know that. Second overall pick. Second straight year in a row. The Kings get lucky in the lottery and move up. Who do they take? Marvin Bagley III. I don't need to rehash his career. It's all fresh in everyone's memory. He's still a king right now. But he's more known right at this point for his, the injuries he's dealt with. And also, whether fair or unfair, he's known for not being Luka. Which is not fair to Marvin. Marvin didn't do anything to deserve the slander, but damn it, he gets it. They throw that shit at Marvin every chance they get. And also in the second round of note, they took a guy named Gary Trent Jr., promptly traded him to uh, Portland. And I think Gary Trent's a decent NBA player. And, you know, hey, he might have fit in well with the Kings that they had kept him. Oh, well, but they didn't. 2019, Kings had no first round pick. You know, so let's go ahead to 2020. Obviously, we all know that was in the lottery 12 overall. Tyrese Halliburton last week uh, finished third in the Rookie of the Year voting, named to the All-Rookie First Team, all that stuff. So, largely, the lottery has been a very mean, cruel thing to the Kings. So, what are your expectations, hopes, and dreams going into this one? You hope the Kings jump up, you know, can uh, be in a position to take a a Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, one of those guys? If the Kings stay where they are, which is like ninth, 
Do you look forward to seeing what they do there? You know, do they take a guy? I don't know. You know, take take a guy like a. Um, oh, excuse me. That was a. You take a guy like Keon Johnson, a Davion Mitchell, a Jalen Johnson. Uh, you know, does someone like Scotty Barnes slip to them, get to them? Uh, later in, in, in the second half of the lottery, you know, a lot could happen. But just my sense with this is that if the Kings don't move up into that top five, where Cunningham, Mobley, Green, or Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Kaminga, one of those guys is available, it's a that puts them in a, in a situation where you say, okay, we've said we want to get to the playoffs then that's the stated goal for this season. Does the player we draft this year help us get there? That's a good, you know, we really don't know because who would have thought that Tyrese Halliburton would be at 12 and help the Kings as much as he did. So if the playoffs are the goal, you got to wonder, even if they're in the top five, I don't know if that player helps them immediately uh, become a playoff team. But, the Kings essentially are in two things, two roles right now. A lot of this also can change due to free agency, draft picks, um, trades, and you know later in the summer. But do you keep the pick and get another potential franchise piece to and that can grow with your guys, or do you say to hell with this? We need to package this pick with maybe Buddy Hield, maybe maybe Bagley, whoever you got to you know whatever, and we got to try to get a guy who can help us get to the playoffs right away. Two roads. I can understand the Kings going either way. I'm leaning toward they're not going to package that pick just because I don't know if you get a a franchise-changing type player with a lottery pick. And the question becomes, if you do that, who's even out there to go get? You know, people were throwing Chris Stapp's Porzingis and his name at the Kings because, you know, they figure, hey, it, you know, it sucks for him in Dallas. Maybe he'll be better on a new situation. Highly possible. You know, people have, you know, even I've speculated, you know, not as a actual target, just saying a guy like a Pascal Siakam, a guy on a max deal, but on a team that might be rebuilding, maybe they become available. You know, Siakam's having had shoulder surgery. He's going to be out for a minute for, but for like five months or so. He could miss the start of the season. So that's not, you know, that's not a... Well, that's still an option if if he ever became available. So, but do the Kings do that? You know, circa Chris Webber, maybe you you know you you hope that someone's mad at someone and says you know I'm gonna punish you and send you to Sacramento and you get you come up big time. You know, it really does depend on who's out there and who can you get with that pick. I'm just not at this point convinced there's gonna be a player out there you can get that's gonna you know tilt everything for you right now, based on how the Kings want to play. A guy like Porzingis could help them. Maybe he'd be better getting away from Luka Doncic. You know, but we, we really don't know. You know, so... It'll be interesting to see what the Kings do in terms of taking that pick. Do you, do you invest it into that young player? Assuming, say, like say, for example, you move up and you can get, you know, Jalen Green, who's a two-guard. You know, that might allow you to trade Buddy Heald 
it a you know in a different way than you could have you know if if you didn't have that guy there so a lot's happened a lot rides on these ping pong balls tuesday evening we don't know what's going to really go down with that but we'll see and i think the kings are going to be in a very i think they're going to be in a good spot with a top 10 pick either way it's a matter of what do you do with it who can you go out there and get with that pick if you don't want to keep it and you're all in on winning now and since i get it the kings want to win now so Moving the pick would not shock me. I just don't know who you target at this point. I think a lot of that was to tie the playoffs end. And we'll see what's out there. You know, who's available? You know, who does Monty McNair value as a player enough to want to part with a top 10 pick? Because, you know, the reality is those two, Luke, Luke Walton and Monty McNair, don't ha- can't count on having four or five years to get this thing right. They want to get it right now. So let's see if they can get it right now let's go well not let's go as far as i'm going with them but you know what i mean let's see what happens so enough draft talk we're going to revisit another king's draft pick now and that would be marvin bagley the third and not for some basketball stuff we're going to use marvin for our hip-hop portion of the show uh, marvin dropped a single you know recently Actually, one of my uh, editors at The uh, Athletic, Damon Sales, put me on to it. And I gave it a listen. It's called Late Nights. I listened to it a few times, which is always which is always possible because, well, you look at that, you know, these these songs are so short now. I mean, this song is like two, thir- two and a half minutes. I can listen to it like five, six times in a row. And... I've always, you know, it was a lot harder to ascertain this year just because we run around the guys a lot in person. But I've always figured and, you know, a little bit that Marvin uses his music to kind of, you know, get his feelings out. And, and this song here, Late Nights, he's definitely doing that. And Marvin, when he speaks to the media, usually has a very upbeat, try to like, you know, keep it all positive thing. Except when he's like, you talk, you want to ask about his dad requesting a trade. You know, he he wasn't, he was trying to tell the media, you can't ask me about that. What a, you know, it is what it is, you know, but in this song about late nights and I'm not going to go lyric for lyric. We're not going to have a full breakdown, but the kind of, you know, we're going to play like, music critic slash you know music interpreter and just to be warned i haven't talked to marvin and i haven't text marvin nothing like that so i don't have some marvin hasn't given me some like insight or or you know or you know any type of like hey this is what i was thinking when i wrote this song but i want to go ahead and kind of not go line for line but point out a few different things just to kind of uh maybe we can get it we can get an idea of what's going on in marvin's head you know at you know this month as this song was released so a couple of lines a few lines jumped out at me one of them was caught the bullet wound and never worried about being accepted as we all know marvin's taken a lot of uh, you know figurative shots from the media just because he's not luca I mean, until a lot of, you know, about being injured, I've seen people question his shoe deal. Like you're, you got hurt because you wore Pumas. Uh, You need to tell your dad to leave you. A a, a bunch of stuff has been thrown at Marvin. So 
he, you know, I kind of took that as he's taken all these shots, but he hasn't worried about winning the favor of the media or of fans or trying to convince anyone to like him. So interesting insight if that's what he's thinking, just because it, like I said, gives you an idea of what he's thinking going into next season. You know, life teaching you lessons, but I ain't never going to let in. Basically, I took that as being, you know, things have been hard. And I'm, I'm speaking only of the NBA part. Even in the song, he does mention about how life was tough before he was anyone knew who he was. But, you know, basically, no matter what happens, he's not giving up. And he's kind of made that clear to us in the media talking about the injuries and how he's, you know, resolute about still pushing forward with his career. Talks about having his head on a swivel. A lot about, you know, being attacked and, you know, trying to figure out who to trust. And I think that's a real key thing for Marvin as he goes in the year four because there's been so much change around the Kings with him. You know, the first coach we didn't really like is gone, but he's got a new GM, you know, and Monty McNair who may or may not see him as a foundation piece. Uh I know it was a struggle for um, for Marvin most of the year to not be playing in the fourth quarter, you know, trying to win the trust of Luke Walton. So, yeah, the trust thing is big, I think, either, you know, for him. And I understand why. And I'll even go back to him being sent home or being allowed to go home when he broke his thumb in March. And or not his thumb, just the bone in his hand. He broke his thumb the season before. But kind of maybe you you're thinking these people have told me I can go home because I won't be a king much longer. And maybe maybe that's part of the whole trust thing. You know, you thought one thing was going to happen and it didn't. You know, I can understand that. I can I can see where Marvin would be coming from with that. Yeah. So I can like I said I can you know feel that. But you know, you know late night being in his feelings. So, Marvin would have, you know, reason to be in his feelings that I would understand. So, if you want, you know, go to your favorite music uh, streaming platform. You all know Marvin uh, goes by MB35, you know, when he's rapping. But, yeah, go to your, you know, favorite streaming platform. Give the song, uh, you know, check it out. No, especially if you're a Kings fan, you might learn something about Marvin. You know, I, I didn't I didn't do a deep dive into his whole disc- discography or anything like that. I remember when Marvin was drafted and I heard he rapped, I kind of cringed because I'm like, I hope this shit isn't terrible. Then I got to look at him and be like, man, you're a whack-ass rapper. And he's not a whack rapper. It's just, you know, I mean, this ain't Kendrick or nothing. But, you know, I don't think he, you know, he has to hold his head down over the music he's put out. The only time I ever questioned him about rap was when he was going back and forth with Dame during the 2019 draft. I'm like, and I even told him, man, you can't sit around and let this man do this to you. And then you wait to go back at him. If we playing, the, you know, if we going back and forth like that, you know, but Marvin said, you know, he wasn't hiding from Dame at that point. He was working out. And apparently those two have patched everything up and they're all cool. So, yeah. Uh, so I'll be back later this week with a. You know, maybe some post-draft lottery thoughts about, you know, more about what the Kings might do with that. Uh, So we'll see. You guys stay tuned. Uh, Follow me on Twitter, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. Instagram, Mr. Jones LBC. You know, 
We can we can talk more Kings, get into some conference finals type chatter, all that stuff. So y'all have a good time out there. Enjoy your week. And I will be back to talk to you soon. I'm out, y'all. Take be stay safe. All that fun stuff. Thank you.